This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome to episode 3-0 of the KFO show. Guys, we've made it 30 episodes. It's pretty exciting considering most uh podcast slash live show only make it seven episodes so i'm pumped guys been a good show for tonight uh we got tyler gallagher from southern flow we're gonna be talking about fishing moving water creek fishing and who knows what else so if you love kayak fishing fishing in general guys you're in the right place i am pumped because we have we have over 700 listens an episode on the podcast so if you're listening in from the podcast which none of you are right now because it's a live show and i don't post it till tomorrow morning um thank you <laughs> for listening in i'm starting to hear some feedback coming over from the podcast some of you have told me hey i don't come to the live show just because i want something to do at work the next day so if that's you thank you guys so much that puts the show at around I don't know, 12 to 1300 listens an episode so thank you guys so much um, a couple of news announcements before I bring on Tyler. Uh, we got the Cast Cray giveaway tonight. Anybody that comes with a channel member of Wendell Fishing, which is the channel that hosts the KFO show. Um, I go kind of the extra mile. I got three different tiers over there. Um, I, really, my inner circle of dudes and girls who really just help out, have some conversations, they get sneak previews of my videos. I'm asking them a bunch of strategy questions. So if you're interested in that, hit the join button on, and I'd love to have you. And if you do, uh, become a member at any level. You get a $10 gift card to castcray.com. I highly recommend the Square Billies or the Castcray Nubs. Those things absolutely slay. Uh, I had one this past week, so outdoors for a change. Thank you for coming, channel member. Thanks for making this stuff happen. All right. Well, let's give a knucklehead bass fishing series update. I'm going to attempt something I usually don't do. I'm going to present my screen here. Um, and let's go talk about. Duh, duh, duh. All right, boom. Hopefully you guys can see that. Um, let me see what we got here. All right, so I apologize because I, uh, I I forgot to bring up a particular screen that I should have brought up, um, but I'm doing that now. All right, all right, so you guys can't see it. Great, I had to go over to my YouTube and check it out. All right, we're looking at May. So last month, look at the top five. Tammy Sanchez bringing 98.25 inches. So she actually won last month's tournament. So that is the number one um, member of the team. There's three more spots available. So we got June kicking off July, and the last one is August. So Tammy from New Hampshire, I am pumped to have you on my team. Greg Massa coming at 96.75 inches. Brian Slayton, the Creek Crawler, 94.5. Gramps, fishing with Gramps. JT Hickman, 93.5. Beat me by a half inch, and I come in at fifth, 93 inches. Uh, let's see what June is already kicking off. Greg Massa, 96.5. If you guys ever ordered anything from 3D Hack, um, that's Greg. Um, so. Awesome. Makes a bunch of seat risers and all kinds of stuff. So check out 3dyak.com. Uh, I got 76 and a half inches, but we got Bill Alton on my tail with 75 and three quarter. Tammy Sanchez, 72 and three quarter. And Brandon Christine at 70. And that wasn't like that like 10 minutes ago. So he's posting fish like <laughs> right now. Um, so pretty awesome. 
All right, let me head back here. If you are unfamiliar with the Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series, it's really an entry-level tournament where we are um, coming together. I'm doing four one-month tournaments, and it's 15 bucks. And if you sign up, um, you're automatically entered into a giveaway, which we're going to do later in the show. I got a randomizer, and someone's going to get a $100 gift card from castcray.com. So that's going to be awesome. So we'll do that sometime in the middle of the show. Um, but what happens if you win one of those one-month tournaments, you will win a spot on my team if you fish for Team Wendell. And we were going to go down after we get a total of five people um, who win those one-month tournaments to on Veterans Day weekend to Lake Gunnersville and Lake Wheeler down in uh, Alabama. And we're going to fish against Team Chad Hoover, Team Flukemaster, Larry Mountain Jr., who, by the way, is on the show next week. Um, we're going to have the aggressively average anglers, anglers fishing with Gramps, um, Clay Guida, um, man, it, this goes on and on. It's going to be a trip. And so if you're interested in that, over to fishingchaos.com, find a tournament and you can uh, type in knucklehead and you can read all the details there. Love to have you on team Wendell, but congrats to Tammy Sanchez. All right, guys, remember this is an interactive show. So I want to bring on Tyler, Tyler, 400,000 views on YouTube. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. So tell me your story, right? I always love to start with start with stories because I'm always <clears throat> how people like begin. Like a lot of people fish, right? But why did you start like filming it? Um, and you got a unique kind of um, I don't know flavor to your channels because you don't do a lot of talking. I've noticed. I'm going through a lot of your videos. It's just like vision. So tell me your story. How'd you get into it? And what's going on? Um, I I probably had a, a YouTube channel started like when I was in high school. Just you know, posted some stuff and, uh, we fished a little bit. Um, but you know, we jumped off some waterfalls when I was in college and just posting just random stuff, little short videos. Um, I don't know. Um, I got the, got started, you know, kayak fishing and setting up the kayak fishing for filming and had a GoPro, always enjoyed GoPros. I did time lapses like of the, the stars and put it to music. And, uh, we were rolling hay one day and, did a time lapse of that. I always like time lapse stuff and just playing with the GoPro. Um, and then, you know, started doing more and more, more and more fishing uh, on the kayak and upgraded the GoPro. Got two right now. I've got two Hero Sevens that I film with, and you know, the mounts and everything that goes along with it. And just really enjoyed um, just kind of capturing the fun of being out in the middle of nowhere. And and you know, you catch good fish, and you got you know two or three videos you can make off of that. Um, as far as not talking, I've been working on that some, but every time I, I talk, I, I, you know, you go back and watch yourself and, you know, I have this weird, weird laugh that I do sometimes. And I like to poke fun at myself. So, you know, I'll post, you know, videos making fun or if I, tri I tripped over my paddle a couple weeks ago and got lost the fish in the water. So, um, <clears throat> just always been, um, interested with filming somewhat, uh, never like really, really good at it, but always enjoyed, you know, documenting stuff. Uh, I do some videos at work. Um, we do, um. And our at the Frito Lay plant, we make made some videos for regional meetings and stuff like that. So always in, been involved with that and flying drones and all that kind of stuff. All the tech stuff, I've always I've always had a good time doing that and just kind of incorporated it with my my love for fishing, especially kayak fishing, creeks and rivers. Nice. Well, it seems you got like a fan club over here, itching to fish. <laughs> which, by the way, itching was my number one guest on the KFO show, like number one and. You were on listening in the first show, and you were the king of the Whopper Bar. You you even have one like beside you. You like I've got all kinds night. of I've got all kinds of props sitting over here for whatever comes <laughs> up, just to just to show everybody. But I love it, Grace Kelly. Let's go, Tyler. 
Tennessee Rock says Tyler's a man, and this must be a buddy of yours. We like to poke fun at you too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, your wife's even on the night. Yeah, she's yeah. watching from practice. I think. Ike, man, you got you got you got the people on the night. This is great. I love it. Well, I, I sent it to like everybody I knew and everybody I met since we talked and set this up. So anybody I talked to, I was like, hey, by the way. <laughs> Come listen to me talk about fishing. No, this is great. So uh, do you like the the journey? I mean, I've noticed that in some of your shorts videos, you do some videos in response to troll comments. <laughs> how has yeah. that, that been? If, you, if you're not out there putting yourself out there, anytime you put yourself out there, someone is going to be coming at you hot for whatever reason, right? Uh, just because you're putting it yourself makes, out there. It, I love it. It makes great, it makes great content. <laughs> there you I go. Guy, uh, I had one guy tell me my power pole was a waste of money. Um, <laughs> And so then I had another video and I'd already had it made up, not for any particular reason as a draft. And it was like the color grading and it was kind of black and white. And then it turned to color and went slow motion. And I just commented back, said, you mad, bro? And put that on there. It was perfect. I had another guy um, a couple of weeks ago. I was, uh, we were fishing and I got a, I got a whopper popper hook in my hand. Oh, it's actually the one I had to cut off right there. You probably can't see it because my background, but right there you go. I had to oh. cut that one off out of my hands. Luckily, uh, my buddy was with me, but uh, he commented something like, when you don't know how to handle a fish. And I was like, okay. So I, the fish I caught was like 18 and a half inch smallmouth. And I'm, I got a video holding it up Dang. in the camera. And I said, you sure about that, bro? And had, had, the, had the little meme of that. And then he commented back again. And so then I had a video uh, where I reach up and kind of grab one from the back like I normally do. The issue I had was I was kind of turned to the side a little bit and he just got loose on me and uh, it's going to happen eventually, but it wasn't it's, too bad. It's going to happen, right? I mean, something's going to happen. The hook's going to get in your finger. It looks like it was past the barb if you cut it off. Is that correct? Um, the, at first it wasn't, and then he flopped again and pulled it through. So oh, it be, so nice. It wasn't too All bad. Right. So really quick, you haven't had a hook through your hand, like to the degree where it's past the barb, you can't pull it out. So you pushed it through. No fish pulled it through, but I could have pushed it through if I needed to. That was the plan until he flopped again and pulled it all the way through. And I just hey, you know what? He made it easy on you, right? Exactly. So you didn't do it yourself. He just, you know, ripped the bandaid off. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So let's get into kind of the meat of tonight. I brought you on the show because for whatever reason, the Instagram algorithm shows me everything that you do. <laughs> it's either one of two things happening. One, you're posting like every day, which yep. could be possible. And two, you know, basically you, yeah, Instagram's like, hey. Darren loves kayak fishing and you post kayak fishing shorts. So let's show Darren every single day. And I love them. You're just cruising down some pretty quick water and like you have to cast and catch and retrieve and land quickly. Right. Because you got a ton of obstacles. I'm surprised that your GoPro sticking out the back of your kayak doesn't get ripped off by every branch. Like I rip it off and I'm just slowly fishing the, the banks. And I, I actually ripped off one of my, a yak attack boomsticks the whole thing's broke and went gopro went in the water and everything so let's hop into kind of the nuances of kind of fishing moving water um starting with kayaks so i don't fish moving water too often um but first start with how many kayaks have you owned i noticed <laughs> that you have a bona fide rs 117 in some of your recent posts um so let's start there let's start with with kind of river specific kayaks so that's your that's your main thing right yep for the most part yeah all right so um, just to tell you how much a nerd I am, I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> of what? Of kayaks that I've owned. 37. <laughs> 37? I've had 37 kayaks. Um, Jeez. Starting when I was in college, we got our first one, uh, me and my college roommate, uh, Ethan. And uh, he found this deal on Marketplace or 
I don't even, it was Craigslist at the time. It was before Marketplace was around. Um, and we got those. And then I sold those to a family friend that had a, had a pond that, that I used to fish. Okay. And then um, I sold that one to them. And they ended up moving away and giving it back to me. So I sold it and then got it back for free. So that's oh, one, that's one good deal I've had. Yeah. One um, out of, so what about the other 36? And really quick, TNC, he has more kayaks than his wife wants him to have. I can promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> I got one for every day of the week right now, except for Sunday. Um, oh I've, got, my God. I've only got six right now, but I sold one a couple of weeks ago. Aubrey is uh, there. There's her thoughts on the whole yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, it's a it's a big running joke with a lot of our friends. But I've had um, Old Town Vapor cans. I probably had three or four of those. Uh, the Wilderness System Ride 115 was my first like nice kayak. Um, I've probably picked up four or five of those here and there. Oh, hold up! Uh, hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Are, are you like a broker of kayaks? Do you like buy and sell or do you, are you actually buying for yourself? I, um, I buy to try, but also I'll find a good deal and I've made some pretty good profits. I've got that in the spreadsheet here, but I'm not going to share the exact information, but. All right. So you're making money on this. I make a hundred, two hundred dollars on a kayak. You know, you, the best thing to do is find a guy who's having a back surgery that loves <laughs> the fish. He's having a back surgery. It's happened to me three or four times. How do you and find just, a dude that's having back surgery? They post it on Marketplace, and then, you know, you just get to chatting with them and talking about how cool it is, and um, <laughs> then you go to get it, and I was like, why are you selling this thing? Oh, I got to have a back surgery or shoulder surgery. I'm not going to use it for a while, so it's, there you go. it's been good. I would say um, the two best deals I got, I got a Hobie Outback Ooh. with a depth finder for $1,500. Yeah. And I sold the debt finder for I think six hundred. So I have nine hundred fifty dollars in a Hobie Outback. Okay. Okay. Um, and you know you can sell that for twice, if not more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easy. And uh I actually have a, a Garmin Live Scope set up on it. I don't get to use it very much. Um I've used it a few times, but it's kind of a nice luxury and kind of played around with it some. I went with a guy, um, my cousin actually, and uh I watched I sat in the back of the boat and watched him play video games all day and catch fish and I just cast it where he casted. Uh, with the live with the live scope. Um, oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So he was fishing on live scope up on a uh, Chickamauga, and I, I sat in the back of the boat, and it was like watching him play video games all day because he just stared at the screen. Yeah, that's and that's then, what I keep hearing. That once you get that thing, your head's just on the screen the whole time. Yeah. Which it, for that reason alone, I don't think I would love it. It's pretty neat uh, to watch watch him move underwater and follow the bait and stuff. Uh, if you're the one up on the front of the boat, but when you're in the back, it's uh, it's. You just kind of follow what they do and, and hope you get one. So, yeah, but it's pretty neat. It's, it's definitely a, a, a luxury. I don't use it on the creeks that I, that I mostly fish, but if I go to a lake, uh, we have a lake system up in uh, north of where I live, uh, Williamsport Lakes. There's four lakes on TWRA, uh, Tennessee Wildlife Property, and uh, you can get a permit and fish out there. I've gone out there a few times. They've got crappie and bass and bluegill. But So, where do you live? I live Obviously in Tennessee, but where? Columbia, Tennessee. Let's see if I can do this. That's not going to show up, but right there's the Duck River. Um, it runs right through Columbia. Um, For those on the podcast, literally pointing to the middle of Tennessee. Yep, about an hour south of Nashville. There you go. All right, which is blowing up, by the way. Everybody's moving to Nashville. It's crazy. Yep. All right. So all these kayaks, how many do you have right now? Now you've owned thirty-seven. Uh, six. Six. Where, where do you store these things? You have like a pull bar and these things. I've got a shed that I've got four in. I've got two on a trailer um, in the garage. All right. Now I hear you. Like I got my truck outside and then my kayaks in on the trailer because yep. my kayaks are worth more than my truck. <laughs> do you use your trailer much? Is that typically how you how you travel with it? 
It is. I mean, because I have a bona fide P127, so it's 13, almost 13 feet long. Um, I could put it in the back of the truck, but I have a Chevy Avalanche. It has one of the swing gates you can put down, making an eight-foot bed. But, you know, it's easier just to hook it up Yeah, I go. typically just put mine in the, bed, the truck bed unless I have more than three people. Um, and I've got a little wooden rack system I built for my truck, so I can fit six if I need to. Um, I've got the trailer. I just don't really mess with it much. Um, yeah. The one other good deal I got is there was a guy selling uh, two bona fide 127s. Ooh. And I bought them both for $1,500 and sold them each for $1,500. Jeez. So this is like essentially, for those of you who don't want to like do the whole YouTube thing and make money that way to pay off your fishing addiction, flip kayaks. Um, so. It was re really good 2020, 21, 22, 22. Everybody was going out getting them because there wasn't anything else to do. Right. And then they just didn't love it as much as I do, I guess, and and just got rid of them. So that was yeah. a – yeah, I would drive. I drove to Georgia and got a new canoe frontier with the amp the outdoor 60 amp hour battery shovel yeah. motor trailer for like 1300 bucks. Nice. Just scooted all the way down past Chattanooga down into Georgia about 45 minutes after work one day. So it's a, it. it's a hobby finding a good deal. It's exciting. Gives you a little rush. For sure. I, I you know, I really, I, it sounds like I should have had your wife on the show tonight. Cause she is like lighting up the comment section um, <laughs> or take your kids with you. That was from a little bit earlier. <laughs> when I, asked you the question, I, take kids. <laughs> I know I've seen, I've seen the videos <laughs> of it. Um, Aubrey said, whenever I asked you, <laughs> where do you, where do you put all your kayaks? <laughs> your wife says everywhere. Yeah, bold. This is great. I love it. Gramps is like, I lived the trailer life. Gramps, you lived the trailer life a couple weeks ago when you ripped a leaf and axle apart. <laughs> you, ever, you ever get that fixed, brother? <laughs> All right. Let me see what we got here. Oh, you got some people wanting some merch. Is that something? A couple people. Have I need to have made, some made. made that. I'm sure. Oh, there it is. That's a solid color. I like it. Yeah, so my buddy made these for me, and I just need to order some hats. I'm thinking if I hit a thousand subscribers, I will make some hats and give some away. Now I've thought about. I, I've told myself whenever I hit twenty thousand, I'll do a merch line, but I still have yet to figure out what type of merch line because no one wants to wear like a Wendell Fishing logo. So um, at least I don't think so. I don't know. I'd be surprised. There's a lot of things I'm surprised with on this. Fishing with Gramps answered my question. Yes, fixed it. Video of it live today. I'm proud nice. of Gramps that you're actually just putting out videos because I haven't heard from you in three weeks. So welcome back, my friend. I talk to Gramps like or text him or call him or write him like every day. So he's about my end. All right. So let's hop into kind of a secondary question. Well, we're the theme of the show tonight was kind of kayak fishing, moving water. Um, a lot of those that you mentioned are river river kayaks. What's your favorite like river kayak, right? Right now, it's the, the Bonafide RS-117. Yep. I really want to try RPR 119. Yeah. And I think I think they're giving one away. That's one of the reasons I signed up for this tournament is if I weighed in five fish, I was entered into a drawing for a bona fide RVR 119, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I got no? bad news for you. You signed up for the wrong team. Ah. <laughs> See, was was the, that only uh, Chad's team? Yeah, it's only Chad's team. So uh, I would imagine the competition's <laughs> a little stiffer over yeah, on that sure. end. Uh, yeah. I got a lot more northeast kayak anglers. And so I mean, if you, I've seen some numbers like the 110s, 113 yeah. inches on the board, which is kind of, kind of crazy. Um, but I'm doing a hundred dollar gift card giveaway. But Chad's and maybe Fluke Master are putting up kayaks from Bonafide, being that you know. That's what it was kayak. then. They conned me into joining, but I joined from Wendell. So, but <laughs> I do want to, I do want to try the RVR 119. Uh, Eric's got a Crescent Shelly. Uh, we're going Thursday. I might have to let him, uh, let me ride it for a little while and see what I like. But uh, 
the that 117 is the perfect. I've had the you know the Bonafide 127. It's too big. I had a 107. It's too small, and it's like Goldilocks. The 117 is just perfect for what I do. It's just right. Nice. So let's kind of enter into the next uh, kind of level. We're talking to kayak fishing, moving water. Because uh, I was watching some of your videos, and you had some you had some sweet mods on it. So let's talk about kind of your favorite top five mods for the river. Uh, top five. Number one for the river is the power pole. It's the most expensive rock you could ever buy because that's basically what an anchor is, right? It's a rock. So uh, I'm I'm the dummy that paid $600 for a rock what, to do the same thing a rock could do. But uh, having – I've actually got it here. Maybe it will show up. No. That background's messing me up. There you go. Put it in front of your shirt. We're good. Oh, yeah. But, but you, you not, like ripped your kayak apart for this show. I love it. No, it comes apart super easy. Um, it just unscrews right here. This rod slides out, and then you take it out, and you can pull your kayak up the bank and then carry this up is what I typically do. Um, a lot of people don't like these because of overhanging trees. They're worried about hitting trees or bridges. Um, but if you'll go watch Indie Yak Angler, and I need to make one because that's the reason I bought this after I watched this video. There's a locking switch right here. Yeah. And so you tighten it up, and so when it drives the stake down, it doesn't pivot. But if you come up on a tree, you attach a pull cord to it. You pull that pull cord and you hit the button to drive it down and it'll it'll lay it over on its side and you can kind of set it over your shoulder and go under whatever you're getting ready to go. Man, well, there you go, folks. So what are the, that's a micro pole. Uh, those poles come in six feet and eight feet, correct? Six feet and eight feet, yep. I'm typically in shallow creek water, so I, right. I got the smaller pole. I have a bigger pole. I actually have a video where I caught it on a branch at, moving at a pretty good pace and it, it flexed way back and then kind of, kind of flopped on me a little bit, scared me a little bit, but yeah. Um, itchin, itchin uh, said you talked me into the expensive rock and so, he loves it. So last year um, I brought an extra one with me cause I had two cause I've got one on a kayak deal, not to go into that again. Um, and I was like, Hey man, you really got to try this. Like you, cause that's the reason I found him was he fished very similar to what I did. And so I just messaged him out of the blue. Was like, hey, man, come to Tennessee and go fishing with me. And and strangely enough, he did. And we had a great time. And we've gone the last two, maybe three years together. Okay. I told him, I, told him, I was like, you got to get one of these because it's perfect for what you do. And so I had an extra one that I had gotten on some deal I'd made. And I sent it with him to Arkansas. And he said, oh, I'll pay you for it. And I said, dude, just try it out. If you don't like it, we'll fish next year and you can bring it back or you can mail it to me. It's not a big yep. deal. And, uh, Sorry, my phone went off on me. And uh, he took it home, and apparently he loved it, and about six months later sent me some money after he used it and <laughs> that kind of stuff. But no, no, he got it and he paid for it. Uh, one of the funny comments I got is it has a has this remote on it. Yeah, I've seen that around your neck. <clears throat> yep. So one of the funny comments I got was I caught this fish, and I was freaking out about it, and some guy commented and said, dude's so excited about fishing, he has to wear life alert. <laughs> I, I thought that I laughed so hard at that that that's my life alert bracelet. So whenever I have uh, a heart attack from catching a big smallmouth, I love it. I've seen those. My buddy Nathan, I fish with sometimes up here in Northeast Ohio. He has it, but he had it like wired into his kayak, so he like pushes a button down yep. here. So that's an option. A lanyard is an option. Nice. Ever getting yourself in trouble with that thing? Um, I've had it has a, a battery pack that that presses into it and i was just talking to eric earlier today about it and i've had some issues every once in a while it'll like get disconnected and i'll have to pull the pull cord lay it down get to the bank and then unplug it and plug it back in um but that's just been recent and i've probably had it for probably four years so okay. it might be the battery it might be the unit I, i'm not sure but it's totally worth it um 
the big thing that allows you to do is, is when you're fishing in current and you come up on a, a rock or a tree or, you know, that juicy spot, you might only get one cast at it because uh-huh. the current's going to blow you by it. Um, but I can, I can come up to something and make a cast. And if one blows up or if I see something coming up, I double click that button and I can stop. And I've got some videos in pretty swift water, like so fast it's coming up through the scupper plugs. The so water's I, rushing. I saw this today. Uh, I was looking at your, um, I think it was your Instagram. No, it was YouTube. It's all your shorts. You posted all the shorts. And you literally, what, if you guys haven't seen these in action, water's moving pretty fast, like you said. He hits his life alert, then goes down. He casts, and boom, he catches it. I mean, and you might not have had that chance if you just kept on rolling down the river. Right? I've had I've had several videos where it takes that second or third cast coming across the, the tree that's slightly under the water um, that you never you would have been a quarter mile down the river before you got to cast that second time. Yeah. Or if you hang up in a tree and you're in swift current, it's it's really good to be able to stop and kind of assess the situation and see if it's something you're able to get in there and get out of. And sometimes you just have to have to cut your line, break your line, and and call it a loss. So. Itchin said, uh, yeah, you, you talked me into that expensive rock and I like it. I like it. And then he said, it took me 50 payments, but he finally owns it. I mean, those things are what, six to eight? Uh, t- yeah, six to eight hundred with the pole, with the battery. You know, they, you know how everything is. They accessorize it and stuff. And uh, I don't think I've ever bought anything new, though. It's all been all been secondhand stuff. Yeah, sounds like it. All right. Let's move on to the little next section here. So now, walk a noob. I would imagine that a lot of the people watch this show maybe interested in, in creek fishing, maybe even done it a few times, maybe some slower water. Uh, but walk a noob through kayak fishing, moving water. Because I've noticed some of the, your, no, you have, you know, you fish a bunch of different creeks and rivers. Some are really slow and you're just paddling kind of through some skinny water, but some are like moving pretty quick. And so, you know, first let's talk about kind of moving water and safety. Like, what do you think about, what have you learned maybe, through maybe YouTube and what have you learned through like the hard way? Hit me. Life jacket. Um, you know, I get a lot of people um, asking me like, Hey, why are you, why are you wearing a life jacket? You're in like six inches of water. Um, number one is I take my kids and they have to wear theirs. So I'm going to wear mine. Heck yeah. um, and I have not always been this way. Uh, I'm a very good swimmer. Um, I've, you know, swam my whole life competitive, uh, some competitively through high school and stuff like that. Um, but, when you're in swift water and it's only knee deep water, it can push you down into a tree before you can catch your, catch your grip on your feet. Like if it's a slick rock and you get swept away, um, you know, Eric dislocated his shoulder in maybe five foot of water um, and had his on. Um, oh, we so heard was, that story. That was a good yeah. story. If you want to hear that, I had to direct episode number one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, always, always wear your life jacket. Um, you know, whenever you're fishing moving water, cause you can't see underneath that moving water. Um, even though it's only a couple feet deep, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen. There's a lot of trees down and stuff like that. Uh, number two is just always look ahead. If, if you see a tree down and you think you can get to the right, to the side of it, you know, kind of proceed with caution. Um, cause you never know what's on the other side of that tree that you can't see, um, strainers and, um, with a tree in the water or a tree hanging over the water, uh, was it sweepers and strainers? Um, on any creek, there's always going to be slow sections and there's always going to be some rapid sections just on the round curves. And you really get a feel for how to maneuver your kayak um, sharply, um, whether you reach out to the side and pull back for a sharp turn versus just a, a forward stroke. Um, you know, all those things, you know, I can, I, I do some stuff around trees down and kind of, I've got some videos where I kind of scoot over them once the, 
the rooster booster video. I don't know if you've seen that one. It was, a, it was one of my first ones. All right. Um, but uh, just going over trees and, you know, keeping your eyes down river, life jacket, uh, that's the biggest thing. Knowing your limits, I think. So if you've never done it before, you know, you're probably not capable of doing some of the things that I could do. And I'm not capable, do, uh, capable of doing things that, you know, somebody who whitewater kayaks every day is, right. is going to do. So know your limits. Um, and I very rarely go alone. Um, it's always good to have a buddy. And if you have a buddy or two, you know, designate who's going to be first, second, last, and try not to leave somebody behind because you never know when somebody's going to flip. Yeah. But speaking of flipping, um, May 2020, I took a buddy of mine, and we were about a mile into the stretch that Eric and I are going to do next week. And he had two spin cast rods and a cooler and some baits. And I told him, I said, hey, watch out for this curve up here. It's, it's, there's a tree right there. You might want to go around it. Well, mm. he was floating backwards, not paying attention, flipped, and lost his fishing pole. Oh both fishing poles and i had three bait casters and i said hey do you want one of these he's i can't really throw a bait caster and i was like okay i'll, I'll tighten the brakes down for you and we'll figure something out he's no i'm right. good i'm good and i proceeded for the next nine hours to have the best day of fishing of my life oh no while he followed along joe if you're listening i'm sorry <laughs> um and uh i've got a picture where i'm holding up three three good small mouths and that was just like the first half of the trip and it was one after another i was calling my shot and i was oh there's one right there i bet you're Babe Ruth in it all the way down the yeah, river. Yep, yep. So calling uh, it out. The one of the best days I've ever had on that creek, and my buddy had to watch me for nine hours. Is it? He's your hype man at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it feels like to have your own like cameraman, right? You like made it. Someone's just watching you, taking photos. It would make you. things so much easier not to have to film yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> or edit, or do all that stuff out of there. Yep. Oh my goodness, I love it. Um, what? What's uh, lost in tackle? He said, I think itching to fish that if you wear it, it won't be uncomfortable. That's true. I like it. Rocket City Astro says, what's a good life jacket brand that is comfy and not overpriced? Uh, so what I got, uh, some people at work got me a gift card for Cabela's, and that's what I ordered this with. I think it was around $50. Um, it's Cabela's, but it's the Stolquist. Uh, yep, I, know, yep, yep, yep. I know it's going to be backwards, but Stolquist, and I think Cabela's is just branding over it. Um, I'd like to, um, what's the, what's the nice brand? NRS. NRS, uh, the Chinook. I really want to get a Chinook, I think one day. Uh, but this one is kind of shaped like that. Um, yep. it's got the, got the low profile, um, and it's comfortable to sit. There's not much flotation on the back. It's pretty flat and thin. So you're sitting back on your seat, uh, pretty flat and it's not really getting in the way. So that would be yep. my recommendation. Yeah. I'll answer this too. And I think I'm going to parallel a little bit what Gramps is saying in the comment section. Um, you know, when there's things to invest in, overpriced, you get what you pay for, right? Um, and when you're dealing with stuff like this, I, I ended up, the NRS Chinooks are going to run you around 140 and get some deals on it. Um, and like you said, the high, the back floats in the upper top, which I don't particularly love because I, I kind of recumbent on my pedal kayak. And that always just drove me nuts when I shoved that up against my back. For paddle kayaks, it's not much of a, not a big deal. A lot of people like it. Um, but the Raku which is what I have. I like it because they've taken that high back float that's kind of up around the upper part of your your neck, right below your neck. And they've taken all that flotation and kind of thinned it out all the way down your back. And so the, the Chinook and the Raku are essentially the same exact thing on the front, with the only difference being kind of how that flotation on the back, they have to put it somewhere, right? You're have so many, um, I forget what they call it, but you have so much flotation in your fishing kayak to make it legit. And so... Uh, that's going to run you, man, the Raku is like coming up on $200, but 
they're freaking awesome, right? They're made out of high quality. Actually, if you if you're interested in the Raku kind of run through, if you're like, hey, I'd be kind of interested in that, I actually did a video on it, so you can check that out. I'm not, but we're not gonna head over there a little bit. But um, what does Gramps have to say? No such thing as overpriced. You get what you pay for, and your life is worth it. Worth it. I get it. And so, um, at the end of the day, just get one and wear that bad boy. Itching to fish and a Chinook. I know a lot of people have a Chinook back backwards. Chinook is great. Bending, ballistics, buy once, cry once when it comes to buying quality off jacket. You only need to get it once, right? And they're, they're made to last, so. Yeah, so for sure. I'll All say, right. What, no, go ahead. What are you going to say? Uh, I had a video where I'm standing in the water. I'm like six inches of water, and some guy commented in one of my videos like, oh, I'm glad you're wearing your life jacket so you don't drown in six inches of water. I made a reply video to him, too, um, about always wearing it. I, what, I, what I didn't do is I wanted to film myself wearing it to work wearing it to the gas station, wearing it to the grocery store, like five, six, seven places where I'm wearing a life jacket out in public and then being like, oh, it does come off. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know you could even take it off, but I didn't ever put that much time into it. I just did a little simple, um, simple reply video to him. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I, when it comes to people like that, and I probably get anywhere from 50 to 80 comments a day um, coming in through the channel. And of course, they're not all going to be positive. Some of them, usually they start with bro. You kind of know it's coming whenever they start with bro. And then they, then they say their comment. <laughs> um, but yeah, at one point I was, I'd take all those comments that came in. People kind of feel like they're like troll comments, I'll call them. And I used to pin them as my number one, <laughs> number one comments. So everyone else could read how much of a tool bag they are. Um, yeah. I stopped doing that. I didn't think that was kind of nice, but for one a while guy, I did that. One of the guys, like when I commented back, he like, he kind of came back and said something else like, oh, you can't even take a joke, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, <laughs> Man, I'm joking back with you. Your comment was funny. I'm joking back. I just happened to make a video of, of your comment. So we went back and forth a few times. It was pretty fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> uh, oh, Bath Ackward says, people ask me all the time if I can swim and they see me wearing my, that's the most ridiculous thing. You don't need a life jacket when you can swim, folks. It's when you can't. And so, and when stuff, when it hits the fan, it happens fast. Like you think, well, I'm a good swimmer. I don't need to wear it. That's horrible logic. Anyways, let's move away from that. Let's head over here to... So we talked about safety. Let's talk about like moving water and fishing, right? What are the nuances of fishing? And let's get like, let's geek out a little bit. Um, so you're hopping your kayak, you got fast water, you got slow water. Where are you looking for the fish? Where are you always casting? What's your high percentage areas? What lure line for the river, your setups? I want to hear it all. Geek out on us. All right. Um, you know, as far as I typically do anywhere from six to 10 miles. And I try to pace myself about a mile an hour. So that's that's a good fishing pace. I do fish pretty fast. Um, I love fishing topwater, especially like mid-May to September. Um, and that way I can cover water. I'm moving fast. I don't have to stop and I don't spend 45 minutes on one spot and then have to make up time paddling. I'll, right. I'll take this and I'll throw it over trees. I'll throw it over rocks. Anywhere there's an obstruction in the water, smallmouth love current. So if you find a good current seam, they sit right outside the current. So if you see quick water next to slack water, 
sometimes the water will have an eddy coming back. There's water actually moving back upstream. They're sitting there and they're watching for food coming down. So if, yeah. uh, if real you quick, can, go ahead. You, you, you said something, but for those on the podcast, what were you showing? That's a river to sea whopper flopper. That's a 90, right? That's yeah, a 90. Bone, is that correct? Yep, that's color. my favorite color. And I've got a, a bluegill that I use kind of midday. Uh, if Brandon's on here, he uh, one of my videos, um, I said, I think I might throw the whopper flopper here a little bit. And he's like, throw the bone. I said, I might do a bluegill because I, I like bluegill. He liked the bone and he's always pushing me to throw the bone. And it's become my new favorite, um, favorite color. He'll probably slap me for giving away the secrets, but it's in all my videos. You can see it. So. No, it's it's the juice. I've seen a lot of people swear by the river to sea. 90 whopper popper bone i mean just kills it kills it all right what else you got um besides the whopper popper uh i'm throwing um a jig in the slower deep deeper water there's slow deep water with the, a cliff or, or big rocks or something like that I'm when you say slower deeper water like what are you talking about give us some um there's a rock bluff where um i showed you that picture earlier um and it's probably 15, 16 foot through that area. It's oh. wider. It's wider than the creek and it's where it kind of slows down. So there's a lot of current upstream. It hits this part. It's it's a lot deeper. It's moving pretty slow. You can paddle upstream fairly easy on it. Um, I've got, these are, I think, Strike King jigs, uh, three eighths ounce, you know, something. I don't fish anything real big. If we fish lakes and stuff, I'll fish a half ounce jig, but the the chigger crawl uh, trailers, typically what I throw on those. There you go. Um, I do a lot of flukes. Flukes, yeah. Um, if you look at my tackle box, there's a lot of green and browns. There's not a whole lot of fancy colors. I fish a lot of clear water, so watermelon, green pumpkin. Uh, pretty much everything in here is watermelon, green pumpkin. Um, I love throwing a shaky head. Um, I used to not tell anybody about about these either. Whenever Eric and I first started fishing, I was like, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. But the uh, missile D-bombs. Yeah. Cruz. Uh, I love He's those. actually one of the anchors of the Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series. The owner. Um, oh, I, forget his, I know his last name's Cruz, but um, what's his first name? Shoot. I know oh. I know everyone's everyone's getting ready to post it here, especially Graves. Owner of Missile? Yeah. Oh. Hook me up, man. Okay. I'm, get, I'm getting low. <laughs> hey, if you win, you can meet the man. You can hook uh. yourself up. We'll see what happens. All right. I forget it's it's I, I can go over to Fishing Chaos right now and figure it out, but I don't anyways. Missile Bates, is he owns it. He's a professional angler. So, anyways, keep going. John Cruz. Thank you, Aaron Akers. Um, and the, recently, I've started throwing some uh, some Ned Rigs uh, with the Nico Crawls mm. um, and some of the, the Helgramites. You know, those are pretty big right now. And uh, actually, last time I went, we were flipping some rocks and found some live Helgramites. Ooh, um, come on now. And uh, wanted to pick up those, but I was fishing a, a tournament, so we didn't. But we did find some. I might look for some whenever uh eric and i go this weekend so and these things are awesome when i go to pennsylvania we flip and you, you know they're hard to come by um but when you do they last you like four or five smallmouth, and they just always get eaten i was recently in the middle of indiana i was with true north outdoor adventures we're doing the creek fishing which actually the last video i had posted so for those of you who watched it um we were using the nico leech and i can't tell you what he had this leech on i don't know it's about this long and he told me he's on fish like number 75 with that one Nico leech. They are super durable. It is insane. 75 usually, smallmouth. I usually break them off before I, I lose them off. Right. I, you'll you break your line. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Crazy. And so if you're looking for a good quality creek or river bait that you're not going to lose every five seconds. Just don't leave them out on your tackle box in the sun because they don't they don't like the heat as much as no. some of these other soft plastics. They'll they'll melt together in a hurry. And they don't play well with others. So don't store them with any others. They'll yeah. all melt pretty fast. And they bleed the colors even if you have like the same type of baits. If you put them together, they'll bleed like we're talking an hour and they'll bleed the colors together. So keep that in mind. Anyways, what else you got? Um, as far as the, what I'm looking for in the water, like I said, anything with a rock or um, the, my best luck here lately on a couple of particular creeks is covered with trees down in the water. And when you go, the water is about this much over the majority of the trunk of the tree. And it's just perfect for that whopper plopper to come right across the top of it. You come across the top, maybe pause it there just for a second and they will come out and smash it. And it's, it's fun. Just when they, when they blow up, it's like you're at sea world and Shamu's splashing everybody. <laughs> and so what's the you use? I know Andy Yak Angler uses mono when he fishes. I throw, and I've seen that. I've always had better luck with 30 pound braid. Okay. I don't you feel like clear I, water using braid. All right. Yep. I've got green braid on, on my rod right now that I'm going to use Thursday. Um, and I don't know. I've, I've not tried I, everything else. I fish is floral. Um, mm-hmm. and I haven't fished mono a whole lot, but the twist that the whopper plopper will do, if you don't, sometimes I'll put a, um, a swivel on it because yep. if, if a hook gets tied up, it'll start flopping and it'll twist your line up really bad. Um, it doesn't affect the braid as much. So that's one reason I like to use it. Uh, but 30 pound braid and when they blow up on it, then, you know, I set the hook pretty hard on some of them. Some people just kind of pull back, but I, I react to it pretty good and just keep them pinned and dig. Um, you don't have to worry about breaking off. Just, just keep tension on your line. Um, you don't really have to play them out too much. Some of I like it when they pull drag because then you usually have a pretty good one. Oh yeah. And you got a great video. Everybody loves the sound of that drag ripping. Yeah. And as far as video too, I think the top water is so much more interesting mm. because you see it happen versus I've got a couple of videos where you can see my line twitch, but that's sure. not nearly as cool as just a small mouth coming up and just busting all the way out of the water. Um, it's, it's so exciting. I love it. So anything else that you have hooked up that you haven't talked about yet? Like what do you have hooked up right now? Is it all the things you just chatted about? Is there um, something you're keeping from us? Usually there's like <laughs> this, there's this bait that everybody loves and I'll share everything with you except for that. Do you have one of those? Um, or share, share itching the fishes. I don't care. You can share his secret lore. That's fine with me too. Sexy mouse spinnerbait. <laughs> so what? It's a, that's the color. It's a sexy mouse spinnerbait. And put it in front of what, your shirt. There we go. That, now we see it. Okay. That's Eric kills it on this. And I've caught one fish on this and it makes me so mad because that's another, uh, a bait that you can fish while you're moving. So, um, the whopper plopper, you're kind of constantly dragging it with you. Um, a lot of times if you try to fish a worm in current, the current's too swift. Even if you use a heavier weight, it just brushes it right past you. Uh, but I fish a lot of, uh, when I fish a fluke, I'll put it on a, a weighted hook, oh, yeah, that a, a weight in the belly. Um, and that's something you can cast out and then you can let it sit. It's kind of fluttering in the water. You can adjust yourself with your paddle or if you need to get around a branch, um and then you can reel it a little bit and then get around the next obstacle so something that's kind of got you a little bit hands-free that you're not constantly having to feel for a bite um that's why it's tough to fish a fish a jig in in the kayak because you're constantly having to keep your line tension and you're feeling for any any little peck 
Um, I like fishing stuff that leaves you a little bit hands-free. It's a little bit more forgiving. You can, you know, fish as you move. You don't have to stay consistent with it. You can kind of cast it out and then get situated. So a lot of that stuff helps. Um, and then I love fishing the whopper plopper because you can just, you're power fishing. You're going down through there. You see something looks good. You cast, you don't get something, you can hit it again. Um, and you're just covering water. You're making up time, uh, you know, 10 miles takes 10 hours. I think I spent on that 10 mile stretch. We were out there last time we went like 12 and a half hours. Um, oh, wow. So by the end of it, you're, you're pretty worn out. So, but if you sat on one spot for an hour, you're making it 13 hours or. Right. You got to keep moving. Yeah. Got to cover water. And that's why I always tell everybody is, is try to keep pace with me. If you get in, and I, I was talking to my buddy about this today is like, if you get in front of me, I subconsciously am like thinking of a way to get in front of you because the front man on the Creek is always going to catch all the aggressive, the, the, all, the, fish. <laughs> all the easy fish are going to come first. So I'll, I purposefully have to say, Hey, you go up ahead. I'm going to fish this out or you fish this left side. I'll fish this right side. The left side looks better. You should, you should try that. Yeah. Um, and then normally they'll, if they get hung up or something, I'm, I'm scooting right up in front of them to get back up in front. So I try to be, I try to be courteous, but sometimes my, my reflexes and stuff takes over and I'm just, I'm after that next thing. No, I hear you. I'd have to say I'm the same. I, people, people probably hate fishing with me because I'm always like, I mean, first the fish is a thing, right? That's why you want to be, if you fish on the bass boat, you want to be on the front of the boat, uh, not picking up seconds. Uh, but nonetheless, I got, I got some questions here from the listeners. Lost and Tackle said, this question for you. Will the swivel help my some of my budget square bills? What do you think? Uh, probably. I think crankbaits are going to be affected a little bit by that swivel. Um, mm. Just the way it puts that weight in the nose, just a little bit of weight can kind of throw those things off a little bit. Um, the the whopper plopper, it kind of makes it a little bit nose heavy, um, but I'm typically burning it fast enough to kind of keep it planed out on top. Um, so your gear rush is what, seven, eights? You're, you're pulling those quick? Um, I, most of my stuff's like six, three, six, five. Six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right on. Uh, itching fish. What about the twerk minnow? What's this going on? I'm not sure what he's talking about. It's what are you talking about? That's probably some as seen on TV thing he's been watching. He's watching the banjo minnow <laughs> version oh. one to deuce. Itching he, said, dude, not my spinner bait. You, yeah. you shared the juice. You guys are in trouble. He talks about it all the time. It's okay. <laughs> I love it. Eric, text me if I really did mess up. I'll I'll buy you something for Thursday. Or I'll share the I'll share I'll share my new secret with you that I haven't told anybody about. Well come on. No, 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 no. You can't you can't tease no, it I out don't. there and not share it with us. When we go Thursday, I'm gonna throw that bone walker plopper ninety percent of the day. Yeah. And I will say most people are like, Oh, top water in the morning, top water in the evening. Throw that thing all day. My biggest fish come ten, eleven, twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Or there you morning. Go. Late morning. Early afternoon, um, it doesn't matter. Sometimes I like to go to that bluegill when the sun gets high. I seem to do better on it. But uh, my buddy Brandon's got me convinced on this on this bone color. So, guys, there's all kinds of truth bombs in what he's saying here. If you pick it apart, all kinds of goodies in there and help you become better angler. So this is Southern Flow. If you're coming in halfway through the show, I've noticed we're up to, I'm sure it's 68 total, and we're pulling from like five different Twitters and YouTubes and Facebook. So thank you so much. Um, last week I talked about, we're talking about baits and like juicy baits. Uh, I, I shared with everyone. I went on a four day fishing trip with three other, uh, two other guys. We got like 200 bass, which is nice over a period of those. Um, some, you know, they were coming in and out and they had things to do, but nonetheless over 200. And I pulled out the, the new Yamatanuki from Yamamoto baits. And I can't tell you what that thing slayed. I went through all of them. I wish I had like five packs of them because I would have fished them all the time. You well, throw them out there. It's almost like a scat bait. 
And I can't tell you every, I was so in the wacky. And of course was catching a ridiculous amount of bass on it. Um, and it's catching some good ones too. 17 and a half, 16s. But when I started throwing that Yamatanuki on a five aught hook, that thing absolutely killed it whenever the wacky worm would not. And so if you're looking for something new to try out, I believe I even posted on my um, uh, community page. They were selling like $3 packs of five aught um, hooks from Gamakatsu for $3 a pack. I don't know if they're still doing that, but they're doing it on Amazon. And you were even, they were even giving away like free $1.50 credits, um, digital credits, if you did it on like a delivery day. So not sure if that's happening or if, it's still, if they're still offering that. But if you're looking for some cheap 5 aught quality hooks with the Yamatanuki, I'm going to try a new bait. Mwah! Beautiful. Hey, All right, what do you I got for us? You got something going over here. I, th I think on one of your shows, you were talking about the Berkeley Gilly, the little bluegill. Yeah, I, I tried it. I, I hate it so far. Tell me what you got I, with it. I bought some and I haven't used them. Okay. I so, tried one this past week. Um, but action's for, tough. I had to shove a nail in it just to get it to stay upright. <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure. I, I mean, I, I was fishing super clear water. Blue gear were everywhere. They just weren't hitting on it. So I put it away. I'll bring it back out later. But we'll see what happens. I don't have it in my box, but I love the Six Sense Vega Frog. Um, it's like a popper frog. It's got the popper popper mouth on it. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's got some pretty good action. Um, I use that in ponds and, and stuff with fish, and that they'll really blow up on those too. Yeah. The the big tip with the frog is to bend the hooks out a little bit. Um, there you go. Whether or not flush against the back. Um, I had a lot of trouble on hookup ratio with frogs and never could get them hooked. And you take some pliers and bend that hook up to where you can slide your finger and just barely touch that hook, and it'll it's a game changer. Yeah, I mean um... – this past weekend, if you're trying to, if you, I, I don't like really top water frog fishing. So I bought the Z-Man pop frogs and put them on an owner weighted hook, like you just showed a second ago. And so basically they sink and the tails, I mean, their legs kind of go crazy. You can kind of pull one under the water, like one foot under the water. I can tell you what bass were actually losing their minds on that. Between the wacky worm, the Yamatanuki and those pop frogs with a owner weighted hook, they were killing it in Northeast Ohio. And really clear water, of course, all GP, green pumpkin, but man. All right. We have, uh, we're going to do some last minute questions here. We're coming up on the hour, but I want to head over to, I want to give away a hundred dollar gift card. So I'm going to share my screen over here. Let's go ahead and do that. And then we'll come back and do some final, some final questions that I got for you. All right. So this, if you, if you entered, let me see here. Boom. Y'all should be able to see it now. If you entered... Oh, it's not showing it, is it? Can you guys see the wheel of names anywhere? Yeah. Oh, you can? You can see that? Yeah. Right, right on. All right. So if you entered the uh, Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series, and just entered. You didn't even have to catch anything. If you're just like, hey, I'm signing up, uh, your name is on this wheel, and it's a randomizer. It just went online. I shoved in all the names, and so I'm going to click it. And whoever, whoever uh, this lands on will get a $100 gift card to cascray.com. It's kind of thank you for entering it. I'm doing this every single month. And so if you want to sign up for next month, uh, this month, you can still hop in anytime during the month. If you want to try that out. And I'm giving away $100 gift cards every month. And so here we go. Are you ready? See Let's who gets it. it. It is. Oh, it keeps going. Eric Barzak. My man, congratulations. I'll get, a, I'll get a hold of you after the show. You just won a $100 gift card to awesome, Eric. Gray. Congratulations. So, yeah. So thank you guys so much. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I want to thank Rick over at cascray.com. Helped me out providing that. 
And uh, he's got a bunch of cool stuff over there. He lives there down the road from me. He just opened up a new shop this past weekend, a store you can go into. All of his um, soft plastics are handmade here in the USA. I'm not pro staff. I know nothing. I'm just used some of his stuff, and it's quality. So um, thank you. Yeah, so, uh, so let's head over here. Got a couple more questions for you. Oh, man, I have like a 1,000 questions we didn't even get to tonight. If you have a question for Tyler, go ahead and throw that in the comment section. We'll kind of end on those. But tell us here, what should we expect in 2023 from you? Um, some kayak camping trips. Um, All right. I'm going to try to do some kayak camping. Some, I really like what Eric does in his videos, and he kind of talks about his gear, and he kind of, you know, has these cool knickknack things that you take. He takes camping, and he can charge all his batteries for his camera and stuff like that. So I kind of want to go through, uh, do some, like, power pole detail videos of how I use it, where I use it. Um, hopefully you'll see me talk more. It's something I'm working on. You know, it's just been kind of fishing, kind of filling out, you know, what I'm going to say and that kind of stuff. So maybe teaching a little bit. I noticed the videos where you teach something or you talk about how to, uh, seem to do very well. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, just trying to, you know, I like kayak camping. I like going two days. I want to, um, I want to try to do the entire Buffalo river in Tennessee. So I want to start in whole Tennessee and do 120 miles. Uh, not all at the same time. There's some guys that do it in like 13 days, um, but I want to wow. do it. I want to do it in sections and document each day, um, whether I do a, a one day trip or an overnight or hopefully get a, a two night or a three night trip in sometime. Um, I've got three young kids, so it's gonna be hard to do. Um, but I would love to kind of document that journey to do from um, Summertown, Tennessee, all the way up to New Johnsonville. Oh, wow. All right. Oh. What is this? Everyone keeps talking about the stutter. Uh, this is like the third time I've seen it. What's what's this all about? <laughs> More talk, less stutter. <laughs> I was given a present. I was given a presentation for work one time, and I had to say the word centrifugal for compression. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. yeah, but I was in front of like forty-five people, and I said centrifugal, <laughs> and I could not get it out. And some old guy was like centrifugal, and I was like yes. And then I continued on with what I was doing. So um, that's what she's talking about there. It's a oh. inside joke with us. No, I love it. You know, you kind of, when I first started and I probably, I don't know, I don't hear it as much because as you edit your videos, but I used to have a huge stutter and I probably even do still to some degree, especially when you put yourself out there in the camera the first times. And one of the funniest troll comment I ever received was, um, I had a guy, all he wrote on one of my videos was white Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is my favorite. I started actually keeping like a side like document of all the troll comments. That you should I make something back says like mama told me to knock you out or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Bucktail Fishing says, that reminds me. Oh, Cass Cray, big shout out. As soon as I get back to my accounts, they really knocked it out of the park over the uh, over next over one of my last orders. So right on. That's awesome. Um, man, it, Rick's business kind of growing up. He had like a thousand orders this past week. And uh, I've, I've fished a lot of his stuff, had a lot of, lot of great success on the square billies, the pearl ghost and the green hollow crawl. If you guys are looking at something, but I've kind of hung those up. Um, I shared last week, kind of hang my square bills up, ending in more finesse fishing, especially in the lakes and ponds up here in Northeast Ohio. But anything else you got for us, brother? Any other juice? Nothing else to share. Just, uh, just uh, tune in. Maybe you'll pick up something. Uh, if I find something new, I'll send it to you. Well, really quick. Well, how do, how do you identify the, your new your places, kind of the creek fish, right? So you got a lot. Of, I, I even seen a, a comment by Outdoor for Change. He's like, I live in the state of a thousand lakes. 
um, you know, Tennessee, you guys got rivers and creeks everywhere. So how you how are you identifying? Is it you, you just putting in the work, going to Google, or are you just making a bunch of friends, or are you kind of been doing this whole life? How, how if someone wanted to get into it for the first time, what would you recommend? I think it helps because I grew up here. Um, I grew up fishing here, so I know, you know, over the past 30 years what, what has worked. Um, but I'm always excited to find a new spot. I went to a new place last year and caught a 20-inch smallmouth in the, one of the smallest creeks that I've, I've fished in a long time. Um, super narrow section. It was uh, very exciting. So um, a fish like that in a water that small was, was pretty rare. Um, I love getting on, on, on Google Maps, Google Earth, and trying to find access points um, in and out. I'll map out, you know, 5, 10, 15 miles, what I can do, where I can camp. Um, all those things, uh, you just got to get out, drive by, um, find a bridge, and try to try to go down there and see what it looks like, wait it first find a place to get out take a buddy and park a truck and take your kayaks up and drop out um yeah just you just uh, google maps is a tool you but you still got to get out and fish it and, and right. see what's out there and just because you don't catch something the first time you went doesn't mean it's not the greatest creek that, that you've been to so right give right. it a second shot at least I, give it a second shot right i guess we're not done i got another question i kind of everyone's like oh he's laying the plane the show i'm not because i'm going to open up a can of worms here because i'm curious on tennessee law when it comes to creek fishing and because this is just a fascinating not a lot of people actually know the regulations for the state so ohio i know the regulation i was actually looking up today and i've had it confirmed that if you're floating down ohio owns all the creeks and waterways and so in in ohio and so if you're floating down on a kayak you're good to go and if you entered the navigable waters from a public place and you're getting out at a public place you're good to go however the second you step foot on the bottom of that creek you're on private property. Um, and so there is like a, a kind of a nuance to it. If you come to a tree across the way, you can get in the water or go around it, but you got to yep. do it quickly and, um, <clears throat> you know, not to disturb, you know, private property, all that stuff. So there is kind of like a caveat to it. Is it any different in Tennessee than it is Ohio or is it the same? The, the way I understand it, that's how it is. It's the exact same. Um, if you're floating, you're on, on, public property uh if yep. you're touching the ground you're in private property there's actually a waterfall um burgess falls and it's a state park um and so a lot of people you can kayak to it or you can walk to it from the park well people kayak to it um and they can have alcoholic beverages on the water but if they ever step foot on the ground then they can get cited for having alcohol in a state park <laughs> so you gotta be careful out there while you burgess falls fans Got to Do they actually pick people off doing that? Uh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Oh yeah. my gosh. But I will say um, a couple trips, and Eric was with me on one of them. If uh, if you meet somebody on the water, um, that, that we were we were stopped at one spot, and this this guy came down, and we were kind of looking for a place to camp. I can usually find a secluded place, and you know, don't leave trash. If you if you somebody lets you park in their driveway, you know, pick up the trash, or if somebody has a public launch, pick up some trash. They see you do that, they're never gonna have a problem with you was stopping by there um but uh this guy came down and said oh yeah we're looking for we're looking for a place to camp would you care if we park if we camped here tonight and he's like oh no we're hunting in the morning um i can't do that i lease this place i don't own it so i can't let you do that oh, okay yeah i understand that's fine and then as we were leaving he was like hey you, you got a phone number i could probably i could probably i could probably let you camp out here sometime just not tonight so i got his number um so i'll text him sometimes when we go and it happened again towards the end uh made pretty good friends with them just just have a conversation tell them how nice their spot is and you know, if they see you, like, uh, there's a place we park, um, there's an old tree next to a cemetery and it says, yes, you can park here. 
And so every time, <laughs> and every time I stop there, there's trash everywhere. So I always try to pick up a little bit of trash. Um, and I actually ran into the owner uh, a couple months ago and I, the sign was gone. And I said, Hey, you used to have a sign that said uh, you could park here beside the Creek. And uh, I was just wondering if that was okay. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, every time I stop, I try to, she's like, I, sh- I was going to put a trash can out there. And I was like, if you do that, they're still going to throw it on the ground. Um, but she was all good with it. So yeah, just, just strike up a conversation and don't ask for permission right away. You know, be friendly first. And um, it's worked pretty good for me here recently. So, or take your four-year-old and your two-year-old or your five-year-old. <laughs> Nobody wants to say no to a kid. Oh, no. Heck and no. I may or may not have used my kids to get permission to fish some ponds. <laughs> You know, if you would ask if I, if I don't own a private lake, but if I did and you came and asked me, I, I might tell you no. I don't know. But if you came with your kids, absolutely. Get in here. So I yeah. <laughs> They're you know, a game changer. It, 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 you made something. You made a comment. I thought it was an observation. I mean, public access points for fishing spots across the nation are slowly dwindling. Right. And when whenever we do have them, leaving the trash on the ground is not helping anybody. Right. I'm not saying you were doing it, but I'm not saying that even anybody listening to the show is doing it. I'm saying if you see it, just take a couple extra seconds and pick it up, right? Because that could be the difference between a frustrated landowner who is out of the goodness of his heart allowing you to access water, shutting it down, right? And just they're becoming less and less available. So just something to think about. Um, I know so I, I come up on trash all the time. It's freaking worm containers everywhere. Why can't anybody can remember to pick up their worm container whenever they're done? Or just fish artificial. I don't. I don't <laughs> understand. Uh, the creek crawler. He said, uh, "My dad used me multiple times." <laughs> hey, I, I, I saw it. him. I've been watching him for a little while. Creek crawler, you got some good stuff, man. I, I enjoy watching your stuff, and I saw the. I went back and watched the video where he was on here, uh, just to kind of see what you've been doing lately. So that was pretty good, man. Yeah, I was kind of bummed. He was so close to winning last month, and he was putting up some monster, monster smallmouth. And I think some largies too. Unfortunately, some of his larger fish got DQ'd or he, I don't know. He might've won. I'm not sure, but eh, that's just how it works, I guess. But, uh, all right, folks. Well, thank you so much, Tyler, my man. If you haven't done so yet, please head over to his Instagram and YouTube or kind of the two places you're at. Right. For the most part, uh, Instagram, Utah, YouTube and TikTok. TikTok. There you go. And it's all Southern flow. They can find you there. Yeah, YouTube is Southern Flow. The other two are Southern Flow TN All right, for Tennessee. All right. So check them out. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We're going to be here next week. I got Larry Melton Jr. coming on the show. And so you've probably seen some of his stuff if you're out there on the YouTube. 120,000 subscribers and uh, actually one of the team makers for the Knucklehead Bass Fishing Series. So pumped to have him on. Thank you all so much. Please help me out. Get a like on your way out. Hit that like button. Help get this show a little bit more for the replay. See you next time, next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Thanks, guys.